and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 291 for Patch 6.2. Our topic for this episode is cross-game rewards. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Freckleface, and I play a goblin hunter. And this is Root, I play a goblin warlock. We are a podcast covering the World of Warcraft universe. Coming up here on episode number 291 of HearthCast, is Blizzard eyeing the console for Overwatch? We have one person's rational reaction to where the World of Warcraft is today, and we're going to cover the top reasons our garrisons are not like a Facebook game. So hey there, Freckleface. Hey there, Roots. How was your week in the Blizzard universe? Pretty good week. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the uh, holiday started, so that was pretty fun. <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just new dailies, new decorations, new pets and things to tame with the decorations. Did you realize that? I, I know there's pets and other things, and I see the dailies, but I'm just like, I don't want to do the dailies right now. Have you done them at all? Not yet. They're not difficult. They're all in the same place. Oh, okay. Uh, in the little spot over in uh, Shadowmoon Valley. Uh, maybe I'll do them then. And each daily set gives you spooky supplies that you can turn in and apply a decoration to your garrison. Oh, well, okay. But here's the thing with the decoration. They're all useful to some degree. Like the creepy crawly one will add insects and other crawling things around your garrison. But a few of them are tameable battle pets. Completely useful for me. Well, sure. <laughs> and then there's also the brew witch. So you add this decoration, it's actual, you know, panda witch that comes and she'll give you brew. Do these go away after Halloween's end is over? Uh, I'm not sure. I bet they do. Yeah. But I read something they're permanent until you cancel them. Because there already is an option when you talk to this spooky supply vendor that says, hey, the holiday's over, take these down. Oh, okay. So I'm wondering if you can be one of those crazy people that just has all your holiday stuff up until March. Or or like my neighbors who have their Christmas tree up. Already? Already. Eesh. Not even Halloween, Not Halloween yet, I know. <laughs> uh, but I finally got my barn to level three. Sweet. Now that took a while. Remember last week I told you I had enough of the cage beast. I had like 70 of them in my bag. Right. And I just had to send them all out into work orders. And that did take me pretty much a week to do. Wow, okay. Yeah. So I got that. They got the achievement. Um, I upgraded it to a level three barn, and now it's a two-story barn. And up on there in the second story was a warm glass of milk. And I just collected that, and it turned into a pet called the Pygmy Cow. Nice. So I did finally finish leveling my Panda Mage to 90. Really? Okay, do tell. You know the one that had so many problems? Yeah, Seinfeld episode. I know. Well, as it turns out, it wasn't that difficult just to keep going where I was. I just stayed queued for dungeons, and I really only did very few quests in Pandaria. They... So you, you never went back to check on that portal? Well, I checked on it. Here's right. the thing. Okay. There is a portal below the ship, but it doesn't look like any other portal in the game. Right. It's a red glowy thing shaped like a ship. Okay. I definitely was not looking for that before. <laughs> All right. So... I went underneath the ship, I found the portal, I went up to the ship, and there's still no quest there. Oh. So, it was I, it's just gone. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Um, I basically just did dungeons and then did a few quests here and there in between dungeons. 
And got her to 90, got her the ability to teleport and port to the shrine. Which is your objective. Which is my objective. And now you're making bank teleporting everybody to the shrine. Yeah. Now, may or may not level her to 100, I don't know. I kind of don't need another garrison. I know. Because I already have four. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So that has been my week. How about you? Well, I'm keeping up with my my dailies, which are just basically my garrisons. Uh, on a daily basis, doing all my garrison chores, uh, doing the champions and the, uh, what is it, the un, un, for, un, Unseen Influences? Is that the one? I think so. Yeah, the one with the rares and the crystals. I, I kind of do that one at the same time when I'm you know going around for the uh, the champions. You can get them all done at the same time, might as well. Uh, so I'm just doing all that. And then, of course, every week, still doing, well, almost every week anyhow, still doing Kazakhstan. I'm sorry, Kara, man. Kazakh. No, him too, Kara. Oh, you're also doing Kara. Yeah, because I don't have that mount yet, so I'm kind of running in there. And and I am doing Supreme Lord Kazakhstan. (laughs) You know, the longer you say that, the less likely you'll be able to remember that it's not his actual name. (laughs) It is his name for me. Yeah, for you. So Borat, actually, uh, he he was generous to me this week and dropped two trinkets. Trinkets. Two trinkets. Uh, yeah, uh, they're, they're like 705, too. They're nice. Ooh. So I got one for my main, my root, my uh, my warlock, and I got one on my worgen druid. So those are real nice little upgrades. And then, of course, there's the Headless Horseman Holiday Boss, my favorite boss of all time. You and I went in there once, and we kind of did the little trolley thing with the rat. <laughs> Although, I didn't see any rats. So now I'm kind of rats either. I'm questioning my memory on that. Maybe okay. I just tell people I run around looking for rats instead of oh, actually because I was throwing like AOE in different places, and people I saw were like throwing AOE in different places too, thinking maybe you know I don't know what they were thinking. I didn't know if it was me because I don't have um, the nameplates for critters oh. because to me it looks more natural in the world to just kind of see something rustle and look and see what it is rather okay. than seeing the little name. Sure. So I was trying to figure out, is it me? I'm just not seeing the rats because I'm just not looking hard enough. No, I wasn't seeing any. So maybe you just tell people we have to find rats and we go looking maybe for them. Maybe they got rid of the rats just for you. They might have done that too. <laughs> but we stayed a little bit. But then I got out of it. We were do, we were queued up for something else. And I'm like, I'm tired of waiting. Oh, yeah. no. I had wife aggro. I remember now. And <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of wife aggro. So I had to like bail out of that for a second. Yeah. And we both got turkey, the murloc. Oh, yeah. Grats on that, on telling us, you know. Everybody like figure that out real quick, I guess. It was like an unwritten patch note where it's one yeah, person they definitely figured didn't it out. Yeah. They they tweeted about it a few days later after everybody figured it out. Yeah. Now, here's what is really fantastic to me. It has been bothering me for a while that I could see pets in the pet journal that I have no way of obtaining. And Turkey specifically was listed as an iCoke Taiwan promotion. Right. So not only will I never have the chance to get it, I never would have had the chance to get it. But yet it would show up in my journal as something I didn't have. Now as a solution, Blizzard could have gone in and hid things from you that you never got a chance to get. But instead they took something that was only available to some of their players and made it available to everybody. Yeah, and they kind of put it in Taiwan. It took us a while to get there. It did. We had to find the crack. Which cracks me up. <laughs> like, like I thought you knew exactly where to go, and when we get over there, you're like, you gotta find the crack. I'm like, what do you mean? 
But it only took me half as long to find it the second time as it did the first. Was that <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things that, that I, I have a hard time dealing with in caves and underwater, and especially underwater caves. Uh-huh. I feel a little claustrophobic sometimes. Uh-huh. I feel like I can't figure out how to get out. So that happened. I was just like, and it frustrates me. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine because we figured it out. But I like harfed out of there. I'm like, I'm gone. <laughs> I am not swimming my way back out of here. Enjoy your unending breath for 10 minutes. I don't know why they call it unending. It's only 10 minutes. But <laughs> it should be 10 minute breath. <laughs> yeah, you found your one useless warlock because it took me a while swimming down there. Oh, thanks, yeah, I know. face. You could have said like heartstones or portal summoning thing. Yeah. I got at least three uses as a warlock. <laughs> Comic relief. There's a fourth. That's because I'm a goblin. <laughs> But no, that was fun. That was actually kind of fun, a little thing to go do. And uh, I got him, and I'm like, all right, cool. And I haven't summoned him yet. He's cool. I, I I know you don't have the magic pet mirror, but that is a toy that you can uh, cast on any companion pet. It'll turn you into your companion pet. Oh, that's cool. So I did that, and then I did a slash dance. And then he pulled out the top hat and the cane. Yeah. Hello, yeah, my baby. Really cool. Hello, my darling. Yeah, really yeah. Cool. Hey, Frank, we've got a whisper. Arbuckle here from Earth and Ring. While working in my garrison mine, I found that what may be a bug or exploit, just not sure which. After drinking three miners' coffees and running around the mine for about two minutes and 55 seconds, I find when I drink one more new coffee, all I lose is one coffee, not the three that I first drank. So, you looked into that, Freck. Well, it's something I've experienced. What I'm assuming he's referring to is the fact that if you have three stacks of the coffee, that is a three-minute buff. Um, when you drink another one, it adds to the stack and it also refreshes that buff. Right, so you don't lose. Right, so if you have three, what he's saying is like you got five seconds left before you lose that speed buff and you drink another coffee. Now you're going to have four stacks. For three minutes. For three minutes. Right. Um, I don't believe this is a bug or an exploit just because when the uh, coffee first came out, it was not a stackable buff. That's true. They changed it to make it stackable. So there's no reason not to assume that it's working as intended. When you get into things that might be a bug or an exploit, would be something that would allow you to get ahead of other people content-wise. Either to have kills that you shouldn't have, of other players or bosses. Those are the type of things that if you find yourself all of a sudden being able to kill something you know you shouldn't be able to or to loot something you know you shouldn't be able to, that's a problem. But this, like, worst case scenario, if it's not working as intended, it's just a little bit more convenient than it would be otherwise. It's not really something that's going to get you in trouble. I think the bigger question is, what is he doing in the mine for three minutes? I am in and out of there long before... Three minutes are up. That's true. You can usually get it done in three minutes. Um, sometimes I would get distracted. I'll drink some coffee. I'll go down there. I'll go to the carts. I'll get some fragments for archaeology. And then I'll open up my journal and I'll start uh, messing with my archaeology journal. Yeah. I'll look up and be like, oh, it's about to expire. Pop some more coffee. <laughs> Finish running around. Not me. I, just, I might be weird like that. I don't know. I, I get in there. I get out of there. On to my next thing. So. Yeah. And it's such a specific buff. I mean, it's going to stop working as soon as you get out of your mind. And you're the only one that's in your mind. You're not going to be in there with other people. That's true. 
True. Well, still, thank you for the email, and uh, thanks for you know noticing that. A lot of people wouldn't even notice that. Yeah, I love that name too, Argbuckle. Yeah, it's good. It's a good pirate <laughs> name. I like pirate names. <laughs> Coming up next in general chat. Cross Game Rewards. With the sheer amount of pets, mounts, and toys that are available in the game, it's easy to get caught up in the catch-em-all mindset. But with the amount of cross-promotion items that are available, you'll find yourself playing other Blizzard games to get items within WoW. We're going to take a detailed look at the system of cross-promotions in the Blizzard universe. So first of all, before we can get into discussion about... Are these cross-promotions stuff that entices players, or is it too much work? Let's take a look at what you can actually get. We all play Warcraft, so if you want rewards in Warcraft, you can reach level 20 in Heroes of the Storm to get Graves, which is the Grave Golem pet. If you buy the Diablo 3 Collector's Edition, you get the Fetish Shaman pet. If you buy Diablo 3, the Reaper of Souls Collector's Edition, you get the Treasure Goblin pet. That guy, because we use that other add-on that spawns random pets, he's been spawning a lot of me. <laughs> and he kind of freaks me out a little. Does but he make a noise? He does, yeah. yeah. He makes that the, the, the gold dropping noise. Oh, and you're like... Am I gold? Gold. <laughs> <laughs> if you win three Hearthstone games in the play or arena mode, you get the Hearthsteed mount in WoW. Right, and that, as we discussed last week, that's where our mutual friend and I had the confusion of which mount we were talking about right. in Cross Game Room right. Wars. Harsey one is like that transparent blue one. He's cool. He's a buff he horse. Cool. Yeah, he's gonna got some yeah. muscle to him. Now, if you wanted to get some rewards in Heroes of the Storm, if you have a level 100 WoW character, you're going to get an Ironside Direwolf mount in HOTS. Now, that mount, I have to say, is one of the best-looking mounts. Is it? It is. You know, when you play Here's the Storm, you pick your mount before you get in the game. You don't have the option of picking more than one. Oh. So when you mount, you mount. Okay. But you're picking from your available mounts, so you kind of go with like, okay, what's going to look good at this character, if if you care. Some people don't care. But the uh, that wolf is one of the ones that universally looks good with almost all the heroes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Also, if you reach level 70 with a seasonal character in Diablo... You get Mathiel's Charger in Hots. And as we've just mentioned, if you play 100 matches of Hearthstone, you're going to get the Hearthstone card mount that looks like a card that you fly around, kind of like a magic carpet. Yeah, it does. I kind of wish they would bring this to Warcraft somehow. Yeah, just I thought that they would just replace the, the Taylor's magic carpet exactly. with you know, one of those. The same animation. Now, this one uh, has expired, but up until September 8th, um, if you owned a copy of Diablo 3, you would get the Diablo Hero in a Heroes of the Storm. Now, did they roll it out, or if you had it, you still keep it? I think you had to have logged in already into a Heroes of the Storm before September 8th. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like I mentioned a few episodes ago, I actually got that for free because I got Diablo 3 for free from the uh, annual pass that they had in between the launch of Cataclysm and Mr. Pandaria. Yeah, free is a little bit of a stretch for that. Is it? Yeah, because you still paid for it. Uh, I I subscribed for the year, which to be honest, I probably would have anyways. Yeah, but I, I distinctly remember you saying as soon as you subscribe for that year, the next week, practically the next week, Blizzard came out and go, oh, by the way, no more updates on WoW. <laughs> yeah. No more until Mr. Pandaria. 
If you play Hearthstone and you want some card backs, some cool looking ones, you can reach level 12 in Heroes of the Storm to get a really cool card back. You also get one for buying the Warlords of Draenor Collector's Edition and for purchasing the Digital Deluxe Edition of StarCraft II Legacy of the Void. Yeah, and the cool thing about that is your opponent sees your card back. They do. The entire match. And I think that's cool. I think one of the things that I think may come up pretty soon in Hearthstone as a microtransaction is a way to design your own card back. Pending approval so that people <laughs> don't go stupid, immature stuff all over it. Yeah, that was my first thought. Or kind of like, you know, how they already have, you can design your own banners in some games. It'll probably, yeah. you know, or like, you know, you'd be or designing your own. selection of symbols and things like that. Well, like in WoW, when you design your guild banner. Yeah. It'll be something like that. You're not drawing freeform. No. You're, you're, you're picking and selecting different things to put it together. So I think it'll come up with something like that. Yeah, taking the design and maybe having a few recolors. Yeah, recolors or different top, you know, different borders, different sides, yeah. different effects, all that kind of stuff. Maybe, and maybe, like, if you, like, get to a certain level in arena or whatever, they'll give you a flashing one, like a background pattern that, that flashes, like, gold, like the legendary cards do or something. That'd be interesting. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Now, it doesn't seem like there's a lot in Hearthstone, and that's because they have a ton of promotions that you can get from logging into different devices. Playing different people? Yeah, Android tablet, Android phone, iPhone, iPad. You get a pack for playing on all those devices. Yeah, now we, at our meetups, especially when we do the fireside meetups, a lot of people will interchange devices and people will log in on those devices and play games and get extra card packs just for that. Now, if you are a Diablo player, you can get rewards in Diablo. You can reach level 12 in Heroes of the Storm. You're going to get a hot-steamed banner and a portrait in Diablo. If you buy Mr. Pandaria Collector Edition, you'll get a panda sigil and an accent in Diablo 3. And then if you buy the Warlords of Draenor Collector's Edition, you'll get the same thing. You're going to get a war song pendant in Diablo 3. And those are kind of cool. You see it on the, on the character selection screen. You look pretty cool in those things. So I like them. Yeah, I had the Warlords one. It's pretty cool looking. If you want rewards in StarCraft, you can buy the Mista Pandaria Collector's Edition, get the Infested Orc and the Night Elf Templar Portrait. If you buy the Warlords of Draenor Collector's Edition, you get Grommash Health Scream and Black Hand Portraits. If you buy the Diablo 3 Collector's Edition, you get Diablo themed Portrait. And if you buy the Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls Collector's Edition, you get the Crusader Portrait and Mithile Decals for StarCraft. Yes, yeah, so this is kind of a thing where, and we kind of mentioned this last couple too, like anybody can go out and just buy the regular standard edition. But if you spend a little bit of extra money and you get the Collector's Edition, which is going to come with a lot of cool stuff in it anyhow, they're going to give you even extra for other games, which is kind of cool. I mean, you're going to get a better box of, a good, you know, sometimes up a poster or a map or some other stuff in that collector's edition and these cool cross-game promotional items, which I think is really cool. So, Frank, what do you think are the uh, benefits to the players for these cross-promotional items that Blizzard has so eloquently laid out for us? Well, if you look at what you're actually getting um, in the different games, there's mounts, there's pets, banners, card bags. None of those have any function in the game. They are all purely cosmetic. So these are not items that are going to get you ahead. 
Right. They're just kind of items that kind of show most of the time other players that you did something in another game and they're kind of showing that off. Right. Showing that off and just helping you collect everything if you have that need to obtain everything in the game. Now, almost all of them cost an investment of a significant time or money. Almost all. The only exception would be the the win three Hearthstone games and play or arena mode. Um, or the ones you get just for buying the game or having the game. Well, that's an investment of money. Unless you got that game through yet another promotion. Right. Well, that's pretty rare, though. All right. Yeah. So you're looking at buying the collector's edition of the game or spending a lot of time in it. Um, winning three Hearthstone games, it can be difficult if you're just starting in from scratch. That's true. I remember being very frustrated with that when I first yeah. started because I would get like two and then get, I, get cause, you know, I was like, oh, come on. Yeah, but you could get it done in a day. Whereas uh, there's another amount you can get for playing 100 games in Hearthstone. Right. And That's a lot of games. Yeah. You're just not going to do that unless you just playing Hearthstone, just play Hearthstone. I need to check my stats to see how many games I've played, see how close I am to that. But then I would have to go play HOTS to get that reward. So <laughs> You should just install HOTS and open it just to see all the cool stuff you have. You probably have a ton. I might. I mean, I did the alpha, so I mean, I might have, yeah. who knows. All right, so we've seen that there's no real advantage, if you will, for a player other than a cosmetic advantage, so to speak. What about Blizzard? What's the advantage for Blizzard for doing this? They have a ton of advantages. For one thing, people are basically walking advertisements for their other games. Uh, if you play Heroes of the Storm and you're just playing that because you used to play League of Legends and you're looking for something similar, and now you log into Heroes of the Storm and you see somebody with a, uh, a Hearthstone card mount, and you go, well, what's this Hearthstone game? Or the Dire Wolf or whatever, yeah. Yeah. You see those things, you're like, what is that? Or, you know, the same aspect. If you're in WoW and you see someone mount up on that heart stage, you're like, where do you get that mount? Where do you get that? I want that. You, we get it from Hearthstone. It's, you know, and now that's, that's a free mount because you can go get the free version of Hearthstone, never buy a single card pack, win three games, and get a mount. So you just have the time investment there. Yeah. So you have people who are introduced to a game they might otherwise be familiar with at all. And then you have your completionist who might try a game they might otherwise try. Now, one of my friends I've been playing HOTS with for several months now, he literally only ever started playing HOTS because you get a card back in Hearthstone. <laughs> He's a very serious Hearthstone player and like just felt the need to have all of the card backs. Wow. And just going to get to level 12 just to get his card back. And that was it. And he was going to stop playing after that. But then he never stopped. Because now he's got to complete everything in, in HOTS. As well as Hearthstone. Exactly. Now he's got to get all the mounts and hots and <laughs> get all the heroes. And I can see that. Uh, so that can't be, you know, an uncommon thing to happen is to start playing a game just to get something in particular. And then you end up getting hooked on it. Yeah, so it creates that brand awareness in other games. Because people see things and they ask you, where'd you get that? Well, I play hots or I play Hearthstone or I play WoW, whatever you're playing in the other game. And people are like, well, I, I want that. What are... I just have to do that? I just have to play WoW? Well, I guess I'll give WoW a shot. You know, so I can see that happening. Right. And uh, you pointed out a, a forum post where somebody was complaining about the uh, time investment it would take for them to get a character to 100 because they wanted that wolf mount. 
and they were saying, well, I got to, I got to buy the base game and I got to buy the expansion. I have to get, um, a month subscription and I have to get a character to hundreds. It's going to be so much time. When in actuality, what you're looking at is, yeah, you buy the base game, you buy the expansion, but you get a free boost to 90 and then don't you get 30 days with the purchase? Yep. You get 30 day game time. So you have free 30 days well, to go. F- included 30 days. Okay. So you get 30 days to go from 90 to 100. That wouldn't be difficult to do. No, not at all. Even for a brand new player who's never seen the game before. It's not difficult. No, it wouldn't be difficult. Especially at this point in time when there's so many catch-up mechanisms in the game and new catch-up mechanisms coming in with the next patch, it's the perfect time to do it if you're brand new to WoW. So, yeah, it's not not a huge time investment on a lot of these, as, as, as much as you think. And it's Now, do you think that their cross-promotions should give you something better than something cosmetic? No, I don't. Not at all? Not at all. Not at all. Because it's something that, that decision should be mine based on, uh, to play the other game, should be my decision based on something I think is neat. Not because I have to do it. And if a player has an advantage in me in another game, I will feel like I have to play the other game in order to have that same advantage. And then I would cry foul. So if if a player came into World of Warcraft and they had a better a better item, uh, a faster mount, a XP potion, whatever, something that gave them an advantage, then I would say, I need that to keep up with the Joneses. And to keep up with the Joneses, I now have to pay 60 bucks or whatever it is to get this game or spend all this time in this game that I could be in WoW. Now I have to do this, and I would be just, the forums would blow up. They would absolutely explode. Versus... The cosmetic aspect of it, which is, yeah, that's a cool mount, or that's a cool team mog, or that's a cool banner, or whatever the cool thing is. That's cool, but you don't get any real advantage other than that looks cool. Now it's a, I I want that versus I, quote unquote, need that to keep up. Now, if I want that, then it's on me to go, okay, let me go ahead and get this game and do this, versus the feeling like I have to do it. Yeah, I see what you mean. What if the type of cross-promotional rewards was similar to the type of thing you would get with a refer-a-friend? Where you had like a short amount of time when you're being introduced to this new game where you got, you know, a bonus and experience and you got a few other things to help you out. It's an interesting point you raise. Um, There is no major distinct reward, in-game reward, I should say in World of Warcraft for Refer a Friend. The bonuses go to lower level characters only. The higher level characters don't get the bonuses. So the end game isn't there. So to look at a lower level character getting an XP bonus is not that big of a deal compared to the end game. In that same regards, if the bonus was entry level bonus on any game, I would be okay with that because as in the game... It's not going to affect me whatsoever. If someone is leveling up faster, that's going to actually benefit me because if they're going to be on my raid team, for instance, I want them to level that character up faster. So the faster they level, the better, in my opinion. If they can do a cross-promotion thing to get an XP bonus from 1 to 20 or 20 to 50 or 50 to 100, whatever the case might be, as long as it's something that doesn't affect in the game, I'm okay with that. 
Does that make sense? I think so. Yeah, because uh, I was thinking, too, it'd be interesting if they had, like, for example, they had something where you could get an increase in XP from level 1 to level 60 in WoW. But to do so, you had to, let's say, log into Here's the Storm and kind of a way refer yourself, like claim that reward for this BNet account that you would then collect in WoW. But if you put the level cap at like level 20 or something, most WoW players would not go through the effort to level up in Heroes of the Storm to get that boost. But then people who are already playing Heroes of the Storm and not playing WoW, it might give them kind of a, an introduction into WoW. Okay, so I have the perfect boost for World of Warcraft. Okay. The perfect boost. What's the perfect boost? All right, so we have, let's see, what are the other games? StarCraft. Right. Diablo. Of, he, Diablo. Yeah. Heroes of the Storm. Storm. StarCraft. Hearthstone. Hearthstone. And let's throw Overwatch in there just for fun. All right, you just counted StarCraft twice in your fingers. I did, okay, so, but... we got, oh, so we have five games, right? Yeah. All right, so this, this is awesome. <laughs> One-fifth, 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 one-fifth. So we have a total of one-fifth, so it it's okay. not, doesn't really do the math, but it does. You log into each. Okay. You level to something mediocre, like 20 in each. Or something easy. Something, yeah, something easy. Easy-ish, so right. you can do like in a weekend. Right, you do that? Okay. Okay, we'll give it a weekend, right? Okay. When you complete stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four, stage five, and all those games, <laughs> in the world of Warcraft, you get to skip Outlands. Skip Outlands. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> it's great. I'd do it. I thought you were going to say something like your Battle.net account gets like upgraded to VIP, something no, or other. Just skip Outlands altogether. <laughs> you go to the dark portal, you talk to someone, they go, ha ha, you got all those five? You're, you're done. Here you go, bling, and you're, you're level 70. Go. <laughs> on, on to Northern with you. <laughs> But just Outlands, right? Not like a boost or anything. Like just no, skip just, Outlands. You have Go automatic. Go from 58 to 68. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you do the boost to 90 and everything, you forget about it. You don't get it. <laughs> but if you're leveling that character up, you know, and it would be something like, you're about to go to Outlands, and the NPC would tell you. You do know, however, <laughs> if you log into StarCraft, Diablo, Hearthstone, Overwatch, <laughs> what am I missing? The other game. <laughs> You can skip all this nonsense. <laughs> you don't need to take the tour with Cadgar Servant. <laughs> skip it all. You don't have to do that anyway. <laughs> you can just ignore that dude. No, you well, can't. now he's in your garrison. I know. <laughs> they go away. I thought I was done with you. He walks on really slowly, too. Mm-hmm. And all the peons are like, ugh. <laughs> Hogged faster. <laughs> What if you got, like, a discount on BlizzCon tickets if you got, like, super high level in all their games? Nah, no. Horrible, no? horrible, horrible idea. Because that would mean I would have to put in time that I don't have in order to receive a monetary discount that oh, I want true. to have. True, What if you got, like, a special sticker at BlizzCon? Special sticker? Yeah. Like, if you do all these things and you go to BlizzCon, you get, like, a special sticker or pen you can put on your lanyard. That's no. like, I you- play all the games. Okay, we should get a sticker for every game then. Every game you have a... Well, no, but you were just talking about like a reward for like doing all five of them. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you, if you get 
immediate reward, you know, mm-hmm. the type thing. If you play all the Blizzard titles, whatever Blizzard title you play to a degree of saying, yeah, I played a game more than just quote unquote casual, uh-huh. get a sticker. You, all right, right, you, right. But I'm saying, like, you brought, in, you brought up an interesting point of, like, basically getting high level in all the games and getting some sort of, like, being at recognition. I don't know. Where did I say that? Well, you said you, that. Well, you said it as a joke because you ended with the skipping outlands. But then, no, like, no, I'm serious about skipping <laughs> outlands. I don't know what you're talking about. I am 100% serious about that. But see, you got my my, uh, my wheels spinning there. Yeah, you're putting thinking, words in my mouth. I said nothing I'm like about- I'm going off on a tangent, though. I'm like, that's a fantastic idea. But I said it's nothing. All, it's all in the same account. I didn't say anything about Battle.net account stuff. You can make it so that if you achieve a certain level in all five games, you automatically show up as a favorite on all of your friends list. Oh, that would be annoying. That would be annoying. With a little star. You would sparkle. You'd sparkle. No. I wouldn't want that. That would be the quickest way for me to unfriend you. You're sparkling, you're unfriended. Oh, I love to sparkle, though. Still, I would unfriend you too. Oh. It'd be the saddest day because you're like, all my friends are gone. It's just Mark Light. All right. Well, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to come up with a really awesome idea for next week. Maybe an achievement or a title. A title on what, though? In World of Warcraft. Okay. This is what I'm saying. You got to think bigger than World of Warcraft because we're, we're talking about cross game promotions. So you get top level in all the games. Yeah. Your title in, in World of Warcraft is The Lifeless. Oh, no, but it yes. needs to be like something that's... The overachiever? <laughs> the completionist? It needs to be like something that you that help, that you see like in all of your games. That's why I mentioned the... Freckleface the broke? Because <laughs> you'd be paying all that money you for all the games? all that money. <laughs> There's a lot of titles you can have. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Chris Metzen will call you or something. Yeah. Yeah. By the way... Uh-huh. I still <laughs> have those rusty, nasty <laughs> fingernail clippers Ew. on the little porch, a little piece of concrete in my backyard. They're not going to let you take those on the plane. No, they're not. No. I might have to put them in a Ziploc bag and put them in my, in my, car- in my, my luggage, though. Oh, true. <laughs> I'm taking them. Those are nasty. <laughs> I've had to tell the yard crew, don't touch them. I'm saving them. I'm saving them. <laughs> my victim. I, I've taken my kid. I had to do it twice now. My kids have this like concrete chalk for drawing pictures on concrete. They had when they were like little kids. Okay. And I've drawn a circle around it <laughs> twice now because it rained, but now it's not raining, so I'm pretty good for the for the winter months. I, I think it keeps like cockroaches and, and stuff. We put a little circle around it, and stuff doesn't go inside the circle. They're like, oh, there's a circle. We shouldn't enter. <laughs> Thought those just ants. Think oh, they can't crawl is. over it. <laughs> <laughs> can't crawl over that. <laughs> We asked you guys what your favorite cross-promotional item was, and this is what a few of you had to say. Lord Melvin starts us off with the Hearthstone cardback mount in HOTS. Calton Ellie chimes in with the Heroes mount from Diablo 3. Does the Warlock spend his time in Hearthstone to get the mount for Warcraft? Roxamar agrees and says Harsteed. The Elizabella mounts up and says Harsteed. It's how I got into Hearthstone. And Myroth Vale 3 brings it home with the Hearthsteed from Hearthstone. Wanted the mount, got the mount, stopped playing. It's kind of funny how that works. Yeah. 
kind of kind of well, what I did. Yeah, I mean, it it just kind of shows the different people's reactions. Um, like you said, that was one of the easier ones to get because you only had to win three games, and I'm sure there are plenty of people who just played their three games just to get them out, and then other people who wanted them out, got them out, and are like, oh, I really like this game. Yeah, I think I'm going to play a little more um, Hearthstone now, based that uh, my job situation has changed and I have some time uh, at lunch, and it's like, okay, I can either work (laughs) or play. Yeah. So we'll see. Plus you got your phablet and you can play on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've got the Nexus 6, so it's it's good enough to play on for me. It's a good phone for that. Yeah. So to sum everything up, Blizzard Entertainment has a host of popular games enjoyed by millions of people worldwide. To incentivize players to try other games and also reward those who already do play multiple Blizzard titles, Blizzard has incorporated one of the best in-game cross-promotional systems in the industry. And now, we take a moment to hear an astute editorial from a member of the World of Warcraft community. You are exactly what's wrong with WoW, Vanilla, BC, Bois, to let you choose how you wanted to play your character, let you choose the gear you wanted to play, let you choose the talents you wanted to use. Classes had unique abilities that others didn't. Priests had unique spells that other races of priests just didn't have. Balanced Druid had a 15% chance to stun you when they hit you with Starfile. Insect Swarm reduced hit chance by 3%, etc. There was different types of resistance in the game. Warlock had a chance to become immune to fire and shadow. Priest and Warlocks had a chance to increase shadow damage done to a target by 10% when they worked together, etc., etc. That is when WoW was at its strongest. Now how is WoW doing? Our outdated understanding of the game is what made the game the best MMORPG. It is no longer an MMORPG. All the roles are now the same, save for the classes like DKs and Hunters. This, of course, has been a perfectly rational reaction. Making headlines in gaming news. The closed beta of Blizzard Entertainment's newest game, Overwatch, kicked off on October 27th in the U.S., now, in just the HTML source, it's not even source code for just the HTML source. You go to web page, view source, you see what makes the HTML of a web page, right? Sure. So it's not even like rocket science. But in this HTML source, the following was discovered. And I like how it's discovered. You can just read it. Overwatch is Blizzard's team shooter for PC and consoles. Choose your own hero, and it goes on to the rest of the description of this. But the thing is, they have and consoles in this HTML source code, if you will, of the web page. So considering that Overwatch is set to be the big game from Blizzard coming up here, is it naive to think there would just be a PC exclusive game? Now, console, they tried, well, they didn't try. They have Diablo 3 on the console. I tried it. I've got it. Honestly, I don't like it. I don't think it's as good. Plus, it doesn't sync with what you're uh, playing on the PC. Right, and the multiplayer aspect of it, I I really don't like. And you can't uh, 
BNet chat with your friends. Yeah, you're completely disconnected in your own universe. Now, let's say that Blizzard has fixed all that. Let's say that they have said, okay, we're going to put it on the console and we're going to tie this in somehow to BNet and we're going to tie this in somehow that you can actually play with your friends who are on the PC version of this game. Do you think that that's going to give players on one platform or the other an advantage? I mean, a lot of this stuff with with Overwatch is going to be Twitch reaction-based. In other words, if you see someone, you have to move fast and shoot them, move backwards, get position, everything else. It's a first-person shooter. Is there going to be an advantage in playing on one or the other? I think that would come down to personal preference and playability. Like, what are you more used to playing on? And, you know, what's your... Your your muscle coordination, your muscle memory, what what is that better on for you? So I think that's going to be player determined. So who knows on that one? But what do you think? Do you think Blizzard would find a way to bridge that gap between the console and this? I guess really it's the the cross playing and the cross socializing, if you will, or is it just cross playing and who cares about the socialization? You know, I'm not sure. Um, so if you look at here's a storm, which I know it's a different type of game. It's it's a MOBA. It's not a first-person shooter. But it is connected to Battle.net. However, it is designed in a way that makes it very difficult to chat when you're in a match. Right, because you got your QWER keys always going. and There's just no real way to look at your friends list when you're in a match the way that you can when you're at the score screen or at the hero selection. Okay. So even though it is Battle.net integrated and you can play with your friends, they've made it difficult to chat while you're in the game. So they can do something similar in in Overwatch in that while you're in a game, you're not going to have the same functionality of being able to chat of people um, whispering you and having it being intrusive. But you'd maybe still have the uh, opportunity in between to group up with friends and to say, hey, do you want to play, etc.? Right, and that's what I'm kind of thinking. Like, you have a little icon that is a, an icon of a console or a console controller, you know, by your name. So people will see that and go, all right, I, I know the freckle face is playing on her console, so I'm not going to get much chatting out of her, but I can group up with her and play, you know, Overwatch with her this way. That's true. I mean, I know Hearthstone, you can play in different platforms. Like, it looks different on your phone than it does on your PC, but you can still play with people. Um you know, cross device, I guess. Yeah, you can still play yeah. and you can still chat with them. But then again, that is not console based. We're just talking about That's phones true. and we're talking about tablets. And we're talking about computers. Right. Well, the concept in that it might have some modifications for somebody in the console. But if both places basically have five things that you can press as action buttons, then it might not matter. So I'm looking at it from the sense of. Windows 10 and Windows and Microsoft's overall integration of all their platforms into one thing with the Cortana thing. They want Xbox, their phones, and their computers. They want everything to share information. So if that happens and the Xbox is using this Windows 10 Cortana engine to talk back and forth to everything, I think the integration into Battle.net would be a lot easier on at least an Xbox. I don't know about the PlayStation which is where Diablo was released. I don't know if it was released on the other ones or not. But so we might see some cross game or or, or cross platform playing in one or the other. It's it's very speculative. It's all up in the air. We're just making stuff up. It's just thinking about it. You know, 
beyond the point of giving one person advantage over the other in a controlling, I think, as I said, that's going to be player base and player preference. And I think if you would take the socializing aspect out of it, the chatting back and forth, and allow the gaming and cooperative gameplay across all platforms, I think that is a, is a huge win. I think what suffers is when you get into esports. And esports made news this week with uh, their whole, you know, cheating scandal in, Scar- in StarCraft, the game match throwing, you know, throwing matches to get wins and everything. That really upset me. But besides that, in an esport setting, usually you can have people on the same platform. So if you have a team, they're all going to be on the same device. If you have a competitive match set up, everybody, both teams, both everybody, every all participants are going to be using the same platform. So you can't say, well, that person has an advantage because they're on a PC. That person's advantage is on the Mac. That person has an advantage because they're on the console. You don't want that ever to come into it. So with that in mind, Blizzard may not allow in Overwatch the cross game playing so if you're on a console you basically just be matched with and against other people on the same platform that's what I think I think it's going to be platform independent I don't think you're going to be able to play cross platform at least not competitively maybe maybe that's where the line is drawn like okay if you want to play with your friends great if you want to do a competitive match no everybody's got to be on the same so we'll see Time will tell. I think coming up at BlizzCon, we may have some answers to that, but you never know. We may just get a lot of just fuzzy dev talk. <laughs> so, <laughs> one never knows. Hey, folks, don't forget, you can head over to lootcrate.com forward slash hearthcast to save $3 off of your, uh, your Loot Crate membership. It's like Christmas every month on your doorstep. It's awesome. We have littered the walls in our studio here with Loot Crate boxes and Loot Crate tchotchke on top of our boxes. Litter is the fantastic word. Uh, creatively yeah. decorated, I would say. <laughs> I love them. They are sound absorbent boxes. If you have a studio at home, these things work great as sound absorbing <laughs> material on your walls. Plus, they look cool. You got to admit, they look cool. They do look cool. Normally, that's going to be about a $13.95 a month plus six bucks shipping and handling. That's going to be like $19.95, but you get well more than 20 bucks worth of stuff in those boxes. We've never been disappointed. If it's stuff that hasn't talked to us, we've always, without a doubt, found somebody that has enjoyed everything in those boxes from Loot Crate. I mean, there's some things I'm just not a fan of, and I get it, and it doesn't speak to me, you know? I mean, it's not, just being honest. But I go, you know what? This person would really enjoy this. And then you give it to that person. They're like, wow, best gift ever. So it makes you really happy. And the joy of giving is there. But let's say, Freck, that you don't have any friends. Go ahead. Do you don't have friends? Oh. <laughs> let's just <laughs> hypothesize for all a right, moment. All right. <laughs> Work with me here, Freck. <laughs> you have an eBay account. That stuff sells well. Just saying, you can get your money back. I'm not condoning it, but you can get your money. It's like every time you, that these loot crates come out, they're on. They're on the individual pieces of it are on eBay. So if, even if you look at at loot crate and you go, "Wow, I really want that out of this month. I don't want the whole month. I really want that." Go go check out eBay. You can get that thing out of it. 
case in point, a couple months ago, there was this coffee mug, or really just a mug, of Venom from Spider-Man World. And it's a scary mug. It's it's an evil mug. I would never drink coffee. It's more of like an ornamental mug that you probably put like pins and stuff in, right? Because it had the eyes and everything. It's got the eyes and the fangs. Yeah. And it's it's the facial features are in the mug, so it really you wouldn't drink out of it. Plus, it's like you, it's hard to wash and everything else. I hide it around the house <laughs> just to scare my wife. <laughs> She'll open a cabinet, like, you know, to get rice out. She's like, put him right there. She gets mad at me. She's hiding him. I have to find him now. Because <laughs> once she, once she finds him, because I, I put him in a place that she'll obviously find him and get scared. And I hear her yell. <laughs> and then I spend like a week trying to find out where she hid him from me <laughs> so that I can hide it again. Well, I thought you weren't allowed to scare your wife anymore. Eh, you know, I can bend the rules a little. <laughs> it's just keeping her lively. HearthCast.com is proud to present Root and Freckleface's Top X List, a conglomeration of... Wait a minute. You guys named this segment Top X List? So you, you wouldn't have to pay me for additional segment bumpers? What a bunch of... I mean, a conglomeration of fun-filled, interesting tidbits for your amusement. HearthCast.com's Top X List. Unbelievable. Cheap son of a... <laughs> I see you laughing over there. <laughs> You're laughing too. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Garrisons, Freck, they are not like a Facebook game. Why not? Well, number 10. Garrisons aren't invaded randomly by some surrounding enemies. You don't come into your garrison and have to do repairs. You get raided. Now, you can fight people off by choice if you get the quest and all. But it's not like you randomly log into your, your garrison and found out that you've been raided by the garrison next door. And now you, you got to repair everything. Those uh, those shops you have, you know, you build those buildings. Those uh, people working those shops don't randomly close up shop and walk away because you're not doing business with them anymore. <laughs> like, ah, we're closed. There for a while, though, you remember they, those the your daily quest people wouldn't be there. I was worried about that for a while. <laughs> Where'd they go? Are they just like socializing? I don't know where. I don't know, but they fixed it now. They're back where they're supposed to be, so it's all good. On the Alliance side, you don't have to clean up after that little pug that runs around. Now, when you first get him, you clean up after him, he garrison resources for cleaning his poop, which is a little weird. What? I don't remember this. Yeah, it's a little pug that runs around your garrison, uh, your, your Alliance garrison, and you follow him around and he'll poop, and you clean up his poop and his garrison resources. That's weird. But you don't, it's like, it's not like he's wandering around making a mess that you have to clean up or else, you know, you're, you know, people, this place stinks. I'm leaving. It doesn't happen. (laughs) Number seven, our plants don't die. They don't. Even the ones you pick. The other ones around the garrison are just there. They don't die. Not like you blogging all your plants are dead because you didn't water them. Uh, That'd be terrible. Yeah. So they, they don't die. It's okay. Number six, our followers don't get bored and leave. And you know, you they walk- do get bored. How do you know? Because they're standing there. If they're not on a mission, you walk by them. They're like, hey, I'm bored. Do they tell you you're bored? Yeah, they do. Uh, well, they don't leave. 
No, they don't leave. They just tell you that they're bored and they want to go do something. They have sworn to you for life. See, you don't read text. That's the problem. <laughs> you have chat bubbles on. I don't. I just keep going. Uh, just pay attention next time. If you don't have a lot of followers out on a mission, you walk around in garrison. They're all being harassing you. All right. Well, what about number five here? Our animals in our stables don't run away. That's true. I mean, it's kind of creepy that you go to your stables and your motorbikes are running around. <laughs> and it's like, whoa. Yeah, the dude's sitting there like feeding and cleaning the motorcycle. Yeah, have some hay. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I don't know what it runs on, though. Yeah, you ever you ever stopped thinking about that? You ever refueled any of those bad boys? No, I haven't. Yeah. Hmm. Is it magic? Solar powered, I think. Solar powered. Yeah, it must be. Oh. They're They're very efficient. Number four, you don't have to weed every day. You've been to those games that you have to weed because if you don't weed, then you can't use that little plot of land to do whatever you were going to oh, do in true. that plot of land. Yeah. Guess been resources just to weed. Now, I know you have to go and you got, well, you should, you know, pick your herb garden every day. You should, unless you're just tired of it. Right. You should because it's, yeah. it's free resources. It but is. You don't have to weed those in order to get them ready. You, you know, even our our farm back in Mr. Pandaria, you had to do some chores on before. That was more like a Facebook game than than your. Oh, that's super annoying. Number three, you don't have to tell all of your friends that you have a garrison. <laughs> hey, I have a garrison. You know, ugh. I just recently gotten back onto Facebook uh, for work reasons. <laughs> And sure, it wasn't, work reasons. Work reasons, legit work reasons. And it wasn't it wasn't a day before something like my niece or somebody was like, so-and-so invites you to play Candy Crush or whatever. I'm like, no. I'm not like telling my friends, hey, I'm inviting you to play Garrison. And if you That's do, true. I'll get 250 resources. You got to turn off platform apps on Facebook, though. I need to go back in and adjust all my settings on Facebook. Yeah. Hey, you don't have to, nor can you. Ask your friends for garrison resources. Hey, can I add 250 garrison resources? If you come like my garrison, I can get 250 garrison resources from you. You know, you're saying that is a bad thing. But as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, they should integrate that. (laughs) No, no, they shouldn't. Well, it's a social game. (sighs) Frack, the number one reason why our garrisons are not a Facebook game. We are not constantly bombarded with ways to get extra garrison resources for only two ninety nine. Now I know there are ways to speed up, you know, your your missions. I know there's ways to speed up your your boat building. I know New there's, work orders. Your, there's ways yeah. to speed all that up, but they're not dinging you for two ninety nine for like this some kind true. of purple crystal to do all that for you. So, yeah, yeah. So all you folks that keep claiming. That these uh, the garrison is a just a Facebook game. There's ten reasons that it's not right off the bat. So if you think that it is, hit me up on the Facebook because I check that now, or the Twitters or email that's podcast at hearthcast dot com and tell me why you think garrisons are like a Facebook game. Folks, don't forget, Hallow's End is still going on. Don't forget to go with your higher level characters and kill the Headless Horseman. You know, if you light the uh, Wicker Bonfire that's in your capital city, yeah. it gives you a two-hour buff that increases your reputation and experience by 10%. Oh, there you go. So it's like the wee buff, but double. But double. Yeah. That's good to know. 
Big thanks to all those who contributed to tonight's show by telling us what you liked about the cross-promotional items in the World of Warcraft and other Blizzard titles. Big shout-outs to all of our friends and followers on Facebook and Twitter. And as we close this show, we want to thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your comments, questions, or any other feedback. Our email is podcast at hearthcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at hearthcastfreck and at hearthcastroot, or just head on over to our Hearthcast Facebook page. Visit our website, hearthcast.com, for podcast archives, show information, and more. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface. I love the twins.